Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of BizBooks, where I interview great business authors who wrote great business books. My name is Gene Marks. Thank you for watching and listening as, as well. Uh, today, I've got with me Thomas Erickson, who is the author of Surrounded by Idiots, The Four Types of Human Behavior and How to Effectively Communicate with Each in Business and in Life. Uh, the book can be found at surroundedbyidiots.com, and I'm assuming on Amazon as well. First of all, Thomas, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm glad that you're here. So first of all, I mean, uh, you know, the, the obvious jokes and comments can be made about the, the title itself, which I think is excellent. And you sound like me waiting for a plane in any airport. Uh, but um, <laughs> let me, first of all, ask you how you arrived at this book. What do you do for a living? And, um, you know, and, and what brought you to write this book? Okay, uh, that's actually kind of a long story. I will try to boil it down to the interesting parts. But the thing is, I was writing books before. I've been writing thrillers for, you know, 10 years. Nobody read them, nobody bought them. But so I was I'm probably not a natural talent, probably. And, and But I'm working as a management consultant and a lecturer giving talks about behaviors, personality types, uh, colors, red, yellow, green, blue, and so on and so forth. So I digested those two. I put them together in, in one sort of product. I wrote a thriller about this behaviorist was using the four colors and different kinds of methods to help the police. Some sort of profiler, uh, the mentalist, if you maybe saw that old series. And uh, people called me up and said, oh, that's a nice story. But, but you know, the two, the guy in the books is actually using, where can we learn more about that? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know any books on the topic. I know there are now I know there are several books on the topic. And after I answered that question for, I don't know, 500 times, I said to myself, well, maybe I should put it together. And I'm going to give it some sort of a catchy title. So I named it Surrounded by Idiots. And I went to my publisher and I said, that's the stupidest idea we ever heard. Go back to writing thrillers. It's a stupid title. It's an ugly cover. The cover is my own design. And they said, this, it's really bad. People are going to get angry, you know. Don't do not do it. Go back to writing thrillers. I've never been good at taking, taking let's say, advice. I wrote it anyway, and I published it myself. Okay. Nothing ever happened. I drove around to my clients with, you know, boxes of books in the back of my car and sort of forced them upon people, take 10 books, five, two, take one book. And said, oh, gee, what is this? You know, oh, you know but that's how it started. So I, I sort of managed to get out, I think, 3,000 copies out there. And then I got it into um, the shops at the airports here in, in, in Sweden. And then all of a sudden, boom, everybody was talking about idiots. So wow. basically, that's it. That is, a, that, that is a great story. And so right now, as we're speaking, um, do you make your living as, you know, as an author and a speaker? Or do you run an, any kind of an organization? Are you applying these skills in, in real life as it is? I, I, I do all of it. I, I work as a, as a speak, speaker, as a public, uh, public speaker. I give lectures every week uh, all over Europe, actually. I'm planning to going to the States. I, I write books, obviously. I write the sixth book in the series as we speak. I have a deadline in ooh, actually a couple of hours, to be honest. Um, <laughs> okay. mo 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 mostly done. <laughs> and I, I am also consulting. I am doing executive coaching and mentoring for 
pretty advanced people. I mean, CEOs or lots of entrepreneurs who have no one to turn to. I usually can give them some some clarity when it comes to how they should run their business and their lives, maybe. Good. So I, I'm kind of, but everything is based on behaviorism and, and how we interact, how we communicate. So it's sort of, sort of a, the, the, I mean, the base, the base is the same, although I use it in different ways. So then I produce online courses and I have an app and so on and so forth. So that yes. is great. You know, I um, and and so you know, I mean, I'm a small business owner here in the states. You know, I have ten employees and about a dozen contractors. When people ask me um, if I were to go back to college. And uh, you know, and, and take another degree. Um, you know, I my my first answer is I would I would take psychology, because it's you know it's all about dealing you know with people and and the people that I deal with. Uh, we are we have about six hundred clients. I'm a CPA, a, a certified public accountant. I don't know if you're if it's a chartered accountant in Sweden or what what terminology you use, but. Um, we have about 600 active clients, small and mid-sized business owners, which is why I found your book extremely interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm terrible judging people. I'm terrible figuring people out. And, um, and this is like a methodology for doing that. So let's kind of jump to it a little bit. All right. I'd like to, you know, kind of dig in. You, you know, you say that, you know, 80% of the people have at least two colors, that sort of dominate their behavior. Um, you know, you make that statement. So with that in mind, um, let's, let me ask you to walk us through this first grid. And then I've got another grid, the color grid that we can talk about as well. But um, walk us through these four big sort of ways that you're, that you're, you know, you're, you're categorizing people and the colors that apply to them. Okay, well, this is actually a variety and, and uh, a modern version of version of the uh, of the disc profile. So it's not my own. It's not my own tool. I haven't discovered or invented or researched anything myself. I only put it together in a book in a way that people like to read. As I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I'm a behaviorist, which is actually not the same thing at all. Okay. Uh, there's a bit of a language issue there. I, I realize that, but a behaviorist is the closest thing to. But anyways, well. And by the way, well, and by the way, in my in my ignorance, I would assume that they are very similar. So that that's interesting. Uh, well, there they have they have similarities, of course, but they have lots of differences. Okay. Mostly, the, the biggest difference is the psychologists don't like behaviorists at all because they are too sort of hands-on. But but anyways, that's <laughs> a bit of a joke. But sorry about that. All. <laughs> psychologists who, who listen to this uh but anyways no you have two axes you have a standing axis this this on this and they have a task orientation then you have people orientation and here you have let's see here you have i said right way this is introversion and here you have extroversion so we have sort of two by two matrix which we consultants of course love two by two matrices uh -huh. the, the four weight models and and you have the red behavior uh smart people quick people likes to be <clears throat> sorry likes to be smart likes to be you know really really efficient very let's say well it says a dominant but they are very decisive very fast forward when a bam bam decisive action not words you know and thought action thought action all the time mm. speed up you know let's go ahead you know and and we're in a hurry 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 well we're not in a hurry but we could speed up things anyways because you know life is short so let's get going that right. kind of people you know don't don't they don't sort of sort of stay around too long they just you know push the pedal to the metal to say so yep. so that's it task oriented and extrovert and then you have the yellow the yellow factor which is also extroverted which is more i mean extroversion is kind of an energy people who likes to be active let's say 
instead of passive, which is more of the introvert, the introvert energy. Let's go over there. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, no, but they are also people oriented, the yellow ones. So they are they are smiling and open-minded and positive, you know, very visionary thinkers. Um, also quite fast, but not as fast as the red ones. The red ones, they win the, the fast game there. They are always, their thoughts are kind of into the future. How about going there and maybe when we are there up on a hill, you know, up there, can you see that we're conquering the world, you know? Everybody else would say, well, how did we get one? Never mind that. Let, let's, you know, let, let's just do this. Ba-bam. No details, very emotional, you know, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, impulsive as it says there and then you go over to the introverted side and then you have the, the people oriented introverts which would be the green ones more calmer you know very caring very sharing uh, very 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 supportive very uh, very good listeners good team players they really hear what you say and they they notice what you say and they will remember what you said especially if it was something bad especially if it was something bad about the green person, that's going to be file on shelf 1A for the whole eternity. Never forgets, you know, those things. Calm, you know, hiding their emotions very well, trying to look uh, look uh, really like this and, and uh, hate, uh, they hate changes. Okay. Changes is really, really bad. And then you have the blue factor who are introverted and, and task-oriented, which is sort of, well, as you can see, if it would be in a movie, you should, I would say an accountant or mm-hmm. a tax lawyer mm-hmm. or an engineer, you know, mm-hmm. analytical, you know, a bit squarish in their thinking, uh, very cautious, detail, very precise, detail-oriented, asking questions again and again and questioning things because how do you know? Quality is everything. So that's the basics. Then you can mix them. Statistically, as you mentioned, statistically, and we know this, this is not just an opinion. This is based on, 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 on data that you have mostly two colors in, in, your, in your combined profile. There are people with one color, about 5% of the population, but most people have two colors. So you need to figure out, you know, and then you have the positive and the negative sides. Yeah. So before we before we even like uh, you know move over to the, the colors themselves, I mean, uh, you know, obviously you, you can't pigeonhole everybody into just one category, right? And and you you said as well. I mean, there's different people have different things. So, you know, so is the the, the general idea is that? And by the way, I, I see this in myself. Is the general idea that that you, you said that eighty percent of the people usually have like two? They 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 tend towards two of these categories of the four. Um, you yeah. know, and speaking personally on myself, I'm both the dominant and the compliance, believe it or not. Is that the, the you know, because no person has all those different, you know, has all those different, you know, you know, parts of their personality. Um, is there any, is, is there any relationship between these four categories? In other words, be, because I'm saying I'm dominant and yet I'm compliant, the, is, is that sort of unnatural or inconsistent? Is it normally dominant and stable peoples are, are in the same type of category, you know, you, know, or- you ask the same question, you know, you ask the same questions and most people ask, am I, am I okay? Am I kind of sort of normal or, or well, I know should, I'm I, not should okay, I be worried? And I know I'm not normal. So, you know, you know we don't even have to spend time on that. <laughs> no, just, just, just kidding. No, but seriously, the, the thing is this, if you are only red, as my wife actually turns out to be, she's only red. She's only red. Let me stop you right there. So she's only red. So she has minimal interest in relationships. I mean, how long have you been married? You know, I mean, uh, she, seven, you know. five years now. Okay, I, I, that's an she, interesting she's kind relationship. Of into, 
She, 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 yes, she's kind of into me. But when it comes to, let's say, business, <laughs> she can talk to people. She can have a business class, but they want to go away. You know, they kept talking about their children, you know, their vacations. I don't care. I, I want to do business. You know, she's extremely yeah, business-like. Yeah. She would be a success in 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 America, to be honest. She's yeah. really, 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 she's really, really efficient. It's 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 a shame. Right. In Sweden, most we have, you, you know we have a cultural, uh, let's say, cultural blanket on top of each and every nation in each and every culture in the in the world i mean in 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 the united states of america you are more used to the extroverted side you're more used to talking about yourself you know presenting yourself to the world in a natural way you're really good at this mm -hmm. good at good at you know conversating about about uh, you know those kind of things in sweden we have the green blanket on top of things which means people are, are have a tendency to to listen more you know and pay some attention even those who's not really interested in that because it's kind of a culture sit down and close 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 there you know and, and be right. patient and be be friendly and nice and so on right so it's kind of but anyways my wife well, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're talking about sort of like you know you're picking and choosing different personality traits so for example yeah. you know uh, you know, I, I like to talk about me, Thomas. I mean, I don't know what what, what does that mean. Um, but I look at like the uh, you know the dominant trait. It means that I'm a nut. But uh, the dominant trait is um, you know I I I connect to a lot of those traits there. But then meanwhile, I go to the compliant trait and I connect to a lot of the traits there. But not all of them. For example, like your wife, I have minimal interest in relationships. You know, I I you know, and I don't really take cautious action. Um, but you know, I do avoid involvement. Yeah. So there's there's back and forth there. And then when I you know, look at certain things in, you know, for inspiring and stable, I could be picking and choosing there. I guess the, the, the question I have is, is that you, you, nobody fits themselves perfectly into one box. You said, you said your oh. wife was like dominant, only red. And I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you said that actually. The thing <laughs> yeah. is, she, 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 she thinks the thing is that statistically, red is the least common color. 9.5% of the population in the industrialized world yeah. uh, has red as the strongest factor, the strongest factor. And only 5% of the population has only one color. So the single reds, they are actually 0.5% of the population. She thinks it's good. That makes me unique, she says. Next. <laughs> Point on the, on, the, on the menu, let's say. But the, the thing is, this she's really easy to, to wrap your head around. You yeah. know, you, you kind of get her quickly. And she said, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's a normal person. She understands. She knows this just as good as I do. Right. Which made she knows how she how she how she can be perceived. She's you know just wandering into the to, to the, the you know the, the let's say you know the, the porcelain store like. And she doesn't do that anymore. Right. She, she's she. She used to say, I did it when I was younger before, before I got some self-awareness. Then I just, you know, just boom, 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 boom. And people got, oh, what is this? Sure. She doesn't sure. do that anymore. I did that too because I have some red in me. I also have a lot of, I have equally red and blue. And then I also have some, some, some yellow. Right. I have no green whatsoever. Right. My apologies to all the greens of that. <laughs> but but it, it is, why is that? Well, who knows? Doesn't matter. I don't... I don't spend too much time think, thinking about how did I end up like this? Why am I like this? And why are you like that? It doesn't matter. Now we are who we are. And let, let's do something good about it. Okay, so I want to jump is on that. I want to jump hmm? on that about doing something about it. I mean, the whole... 
the whole point of me reading this book, and I think a lot of my clients, a lot of your readers is that they want to understand the people that they're dealing with that much, that much better. You know, if I'm sitting across from a client, a prospect, a partner, a supplier, my son, you know, whatever, um, I want to be able to um, use this grid that we're looking at right now, um, hopefully make some type of evaluation to say like, okay, this person is a dominant person with a few touches of compliance, you know, in her, you know, or him. And once I figured that out, then we can go to the next step, which we're going to get to the next grid of all the colors and like, you know, sort of some actions. How do you deal with that person? Because that in the end is what we're trying to accomplish here. So how can I figure that out? Like you and I have only spent a few minutes together. Um, So when you meet somebody, you've been practicing this for a while now. Um, what is your methodology for when you walk away from a conversation or maybe it's during the conversation that you, you figure out where this person is? Is it just natural to you or is it something that you have to think about later before you go back and, you know, and have a relationship with that person? Uh, that's an excellent question, Gene. Firstly, it's not natural for me at all. I, I really messed things up when I was younger. Seriously. Hmm. I made such a fool out of myself so many times and you have no idea. But the th- <laughs> well, I guess so. Some people are, have some, some sort of, let's say, natural instinct for re, for sort of connecting with people but everybody can get better what i do I, I do during a conversation i observe your body language i observe your 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 tendency to to interrupt me yeah i i see you i see you're kind of really into this you know i see your energy so i try to mirror you when it's my turn to to speak I don't try to interrupt you because you like to to tell me what you think and you you sort of you have thought this through. I mean, you are you really well prepared, which is the blue side of of, of the scheme here. Mm-hmm. And but and I'm seeing a lot of red in you right now. I would say because you wanna you have an agenda. You wanna you wanna make me you wanna get some answers from from you know from the horse itself. So I'm gonna give them to you. I do it. I I I observe. I usually go green when I haven't met a person before. So I stay pretty silent and then I listen and then I observe and then I analyze. These days it's kind of subconsciously in a way, I guess. Uh, But everybody can practice this. And then I realized, okay, I I knew you were red. I wouldn't have guessed blue until you said it. That would have taken some a bit longer. Then I had to add, as I mentioned before, that you're an American. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're really good at presenting yourself. You have this this extroverted energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this this kind of thing going, and which is not the same thing here in Little Sweden. Uh, and and there's no there's no. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not only saying I have to I have to adopt to the differences here, which are what makes things interesting. Sure. What if everybody was exactly the same? It would be super boring, in my sure. opinion. Do you ever? Um... Do you ever talk to other people to also get a, you know, you know, a, a sort of a viewpoint on, on the person that you're trying to figure out? So, you know, again, say I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've met somebody new. I'd like to have a relationship with them, a business relationship. Say they're going to, uh, you know, be a client of mine or whatever. And, you know, I want to deal with them as efficiently or as best as possible. So I walk away from the conversation with my thoughts about that person. Say, okay, they're, they could be a bit of red, bit of blue. But, um, you know, do you, do you, 
if you were in that situation, would you ever talk to other people that know that person <laughs> to get their perspectives on the type of person that person is? No. You don't. No. Why not? Well, depends on who I should ask. If, if, if I ask my wife, how would you interpret him or her? I know she knows what she's talking about. Or maybe a colleague, because I'm also in a network of consultants who knows these things. I, because most people are guessing. Ah, oh, he's really good. He's really trustworthy. And he, he's sort of positive and everything. I hear a lot of things. Oh, he said he was red. I really believe him. He was kind of, you know, boom, boom, like this. And then I meet the person that is not red at all, because most people would like to be red because it sounds kind of cool, you know. Most people are not red. So, so, so no, I usually, I trust myself mostly. That's a very, very, very maybe not very charming trait, but I actually do that unless I know who I should go to, who I should turn to, 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 get, a, to get a good sort of assessment of an individual. But usually, I, I mean, I can go to my literary agent and she says well we're made of a negotiation with uh, your your american publisher okay what's their color she's gonna say oh i don't know they're so nice and so kind and so friendly you know oh geez that doesn't give me anything you know so so <laughs> then i say okay you show me their email <laughs> you know okay. let me see their email and see how they are sort of uh, uh, phrasing and everything so yeah let me ask you another question uh, along those same lines have you ever, or could you ever, uh, make or you know, make a similar evaluation about a person, or supplement your in-person evaluation by um, how that person that person is online, uh, whether or not you follow them on Twitter, whether or not you see some maybe you know a lot of people are doing videos, so maybe you see them interviewed somewhere or making a presentation mm -hmm. or whatever. In other yeah. words, is there is, is that a way to sort of supplement? your you know your judgments of these people or your thoughts about these people after meeting them in person what are your thoughts on that uh, that's a good question actually because you never know i get lots of questions asked about uh, famous actors yeah. Uh, yeah. politicians uh, what do you think about this i mean joe biden what's his colors you know trump he's an idiot right or <laughs> and obama what do you think about him you know all these things i, I don't take stand when it comes to politics because mm -hmm. I'm not an American, I don't have to, but your people have opinions. <laughs> the thing is this, politicians are like actors. Who are the real man or woman behind? You never know. So I need to see them sort of maybe in an interview or something, people who are acting online, are they pretending? Are they playing a role? It's really hard to say who they really are. I can see I don't know, I can see Tom Hardy in an interview and I can say something about him. Mm. Uh, I would guess he's bipolar, to be honest, uh, but that doesn't, <laughs> has nothing to do with this. It's nothing to do with this. And I mean, I, well, I don't know. So I don't, George words, Clooney, would, who is he? You would give that a lot, you know, seeing what their behavior is online, you know, or, on video, unless it's face-to-face, -face, you would give that a lot less weight in your evaluation as to what- Well, I, I need to look for, yeah. Okay, uh, I would need to look for, for patterns. I would need to see at least 10 YouTube videos of one individual okay. to see, to read the body language and to see are there some places where they are not sort of on, on alert all the time. Can I see something? I mean, if somebody would, should, have, should show something, some sort of, uh, let's say, some, some edutainment or infotainment of any kind, 
are they saying that or are, are they reading from a manuscript well dominant read that is a quick reaction maximum effort to control minimal interest for cautioning relationships that's sort of kind of you know not yellow at least or is it that it's a rapid reaction maximum yeah well minimum is changing it all. and you know i got this fantastic idea that's kind of the yellowish style if there's more like well, you know, I'm, I'm making a YouTube video and it's really nice to be here. And I, I, I love everything about it. You know, it's probably greenish, but I need to see the pattern because believe it or not, even though we have the four basic factors, uh, they can give, be combined in actually in 19,400 ways. Yeah. Algorithmically speaking. So it's more advanced than only, but it's, it's the basic ingredients. But you know, people are even more more complex even than that. You need to understand their motivators, their 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 drivers. Let's say you need to understand lots of other stuff as well, and also in which environment they are they are working. Are they working in a huge organization with 10,000 10, people? Do they have an idiot as a boss? Is their boss a narcissist? Are themselves a narcissist? You know, there's a lot of things to to consider. I can see the basics after a while, probably with most people because that is what I'm trained to do. But I would never say I got this guy 100%. That would be a very, very uh, unwise thing to do, actually. Okay, okay. I got you. All right, um, so let's recap so far. You you actually do, you know, halfway through the book, you, you give like a review of the sort of core behavior patterns. And um, I wanted to get your thoughts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for the four we're gonna talk about. And I'm gonna ask you, um, you know, just just your, your your thoughts on how to deal with these behaviors. So you say, for example, that reds are quick and more than happy to take command if needed. They make things happen. However, when they get going, they become control freaks and they can be hopeless to deal with, right? Um, and you said they repeatedly, you know, trample on people's toes. Um, so, okay, let's say that you've gotten to the point where you're like, I am dealing with a, a you know, a red personality. Um, what would you do? Like, what is your, you know, you, how would you behave in that situation? How would you adjust your behavior? Cut the crap. Go <laughs> straight forward to the, to the take, you know, you, 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 you prepare yourself with three bullet points, A, B, Z. Then you did your, then you just leave the room. You do, you don't, you don't, you don't mess around. You don't ask them personal questions. You don't ask them, how was your weekend? They don't care. I mean, red people, they have they have learned how to smile and, you know, do this, but they don't want to do it. They don't like it. So they are sort of adapting to a situation. They really, some of them, they really hate it. They're not interested in talking about this and they don't want you to talk about you as well because they don't care. I know it's kind of uncharming, but it's the red factor. You go straight to the point, you know, things is blowing up in our faces. What, we, what should we do with this? is my proposal. Do this and that and go. And, uh, and then you, you're going to get an answer. Yes or no. Because they don't sort of uh, beat about the bush. They will give you an answer, bam, like this. And you better remember what they said. That's great advice. So I, I, I mean, the meetings are the shortest with the red people. They don't, they don't, their attention span is... Think about it like like you know a six year old. Yeah. How long can you get a six year old to stand there and listen to you lecturing? Yeah. Well, two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you were describing me so much. I mean, I have an attention span of a six year old, and when I go to meeting, I'm I, I'm like famous. I noticed that actually. <laughs> I have a call coming up after you uh, where I've got it's like a ninety minute scheduled meeting with a group of people, and I'm like jumping Ooh, out of my long. skin at the thought of it because uh, I know if I was running this meeting, I'm not running this one, but if I was running it. It, it would be 10 minutes. 
you know, but it's, but anyway, that's, I diverge. Okay. Let's talk about yellows, right? You say, you say yellows can be amusing, creative and elevate the mood regardless of who they're with. Um, however, they will consume all the oxygen in the room. They won't allow anyone into a conversation. Tell us, tell us what you would do if you were dealing with a yellow. Uh, I would smile a lot. And I would say, how are you? Oh, let, walk me through your latest weekend. What happened, you know? And did you meet any interesting people? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy you're asking. Well, you know, it started on Saturday morning. And then they were just blah, 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 blah. Because you have to give them this, you have to give them this, not, not that it's very easy to stop them when, it start, when they start talking about it, because they will start every sentence with I or with me or, or, or something interesting like this. Mm -hmm. You have to allow that for, for, for a couple of minutes, not too long, because they can take, tell you anecdotes and, and funny stories, and you will laugh and they will entertain you. And it's going to be hilarious <laughs> from the first second. It's going to be super nice and super everything. Uh, after after eighty nine to the nine of those uh, ninety minutes, you might find yourself asking, "What happened during this meeting? It was it was it was fantastic and everything, but is anybody taking notes? You know, sure. where's my pencil? I, I don't know. You know, no nobody's noting anything, and but it was nice and, and friendly and, and all the time. So you have to you have to let them do this for a couple of minutes. And then you have to sort of start pushing them in the right direction. Okay, back to the agenda here, Gene. Let's say that you were the yellow guy. Oh, I can see. I would love to hear more about that motorboat of yours during the lunch, perhaps. How about the next time we meet? Maybe in August, I don't know. But now let's move over to the agenda. Number one, bullet point number one. And then you sort of walk them through this, you know, and you have to sort of keep the keep the control of this, this situation without making them feel that you keep control over the situation, if you know what I mean. The yeah. yellow ones are actually the trickiest ones to because they can be kind of kind of touchy if you control them too much. They don't like that. They hate that. Mm. Then they're going to start, you know, being, being, being a bit, uh, you know, oh, you don't like me. I thought we were friends, you know. So this is kind of, sometimes they can also be a little bit like kids in a way, but you have to, you have to let them do this and vision things and, and, and be creative and so on. I mean, if, if you, if you push the right buttons, I mean, creativity is a yellow, is a yellow trait. And, but the thing, the thing is, some, some of the yellows, they are so creative. I mean, some of them haven't touched ground since, I don't know, late 90s. I mean, they, they, they answer questions nobody's asking. They solve problems nobody has heard of, you know. So, so it's really, they're really good at a lot of things. So you have to give them some space. The phrase, think outside the box, doesn't, doesn't apply to them. Think outside the box. So, so there is a box. How do you get into the box, you know? <laughs> So you have, to, you have to let them sort of float around a little bit, but you have to sort of with big Mickey Mouse gloves, you know, that push them in the right direction. So, so they won't, you know, just because they will wander away and they, they will get you to the moon and back without you even noticing. And it's going to be really nice and friendly and, and fantastic all the time. That's the, that's, that's, um, that's the, that's the pitfall with, with yellows. Got it's it. going to feel so great, but afterwards you don't know what you have been talking about. I got it. You know, um, we're going to get to the greens or any of the blues in a minute, but you know, I, I, I'm wondering, you know, and I don't remember this in the book, so maybe it 
maybe you did address it or not, but do you find any of these behavioral patterns more specific to a, to a specific gender or not? You know, do you find more women, you know, you tend to be yellows or greens and, you know, more men turn to well, reds? Have you? Yes, have you, I have the answer to that. Well, okay. the, the thing is this, and this, this is, uh, here I have to tread lightly, I guess, yeah. because I know that's a great discussion, not the least in, in, in the States and in, in UK here in Europe as well, sure. about the difference between women and women. I, and I have a great respect for, for the topic itself. Sure. I understand you can't, you can't take it too lightly. I understand that. But men and women are not the same. Right. We are not the same. That is right. just the way it is. I'm not talking about biology. I'm talking about personality. Right. And I mean, the psychology and, and I mean, the science here is so clear. You can try to get away from it by fantastic arguments. But the thing is, is women are more relation oriented than men. Women are more interested in people than men are. I am not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I am only stating women are more interested and therefore better with relationships. I agree. Because female leaders, they have a bigger tendency to, uh, better, better, greater tendency to keep the business going while not forgetting about their family. Men are more sort of focused on either or, mostly the business, which makes them actually look like idiots at the end of the day. <laughs> um, men are more interested in, in things. In, mm. in, in, they are more task-oriented. We can see this, this statistically. And I mean, there is another tool that is very, very advanced and not so easy to use. That is the big five theory. And that's what they used to, to, to sort of actually understand these differences. And there was also thousands of psychologists making this research put together. This is in the early 90s, uh, sorry, early 60s. Mm -hmm. And they realized this, be, this, that's, I mean, the overlap is huge. It's mm -hmm. a great overlap. It's 60, 40. But mm -hmm. at the end of the distribution, you can really, really see the differences. All mostly real, real people oriented people are women mm -hmm. and all mostly task oriented people are men mm -hmm. again if it's good or bad i don't know well, we can so, see this statistically really really clear so obviously you can't you know we, we can't generalize i get that but you know I'm, again i'm i'm looking for my help like any any hints i can get to help you know, better evaluate somebody's behavioral pattern will, will help me so does that mean that you tend to and this is just generally you would find more men to be uh, more reds and blues than women yes. and would tend to be more yellows and greens does that make sense yes okay. that, that's um, uh, that, that's the answer to the question and okay. i mean if you were guessing if you take just took some random guy or some random woman and you guessed the woman were more mostly yellow and green yep. you would be right 60 percent of the time right. but only 60 percent of the time right. and the same thing goes with, with the men 60 percent of the time they, they will be more task oriented than uh, the average woman got it yeah so, yeah so, so there is a uh, huge overlap but then we yeah. can see differences at the end of the yeah okay so, so that's fine that's fine all right so we went halfway through so let's talk about the greens you say the friendly greens are easy to hang out with because they are so pleasant and generally care for others Unfortunately, they can be too wishy-washy and unclear. Anyone, anyone who never takes yeah. a stand eventually becomes difficult to handle. You don't know where they really stand and indecision kills the energy in other people. Talk more about how you deal with a, a green person. Mm, I couldn't have said that better myself. I guess I didn't. <laughs> you did. Well, <laughs> how do you, yes, I, I, I saw that on your eyes, you know, but no. <laughs> 
Just kidding. Well, the Greens are easy to be around. As you said, they are pleasant. They're kind. They are not open-minded as the yellows, but they are, you know, open to you as an individual and who are you. And they are, they are good listeners and they have no need for being at the center of attention themselves. So they will let you take the stage. And they will let you present yourself and they will listen to you and they will ask you questions. Oh, that's interesting, you know. And, and, and uh, the, the problem comes, as you touched upon there, the problem comes when you want to hear their true opinion about anything, really. Sure. If, you, if you ask a green person, what do you think? It's going to be a counter question. Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, I asked you first, so what do you think? I think like everybody else, have you asked them? It's not. kind of sort of, so you, 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 it is tricky, but it, it's still, it's, it's unthreatening. It's non-antagonistic. So they are kind of, and this is the most common color in the industrialized world. 45, 46% of everybody has green as the strongest factor. Not only green, but the strongest would be green, maybe in combination with something else. But green is actually really common. That's why most people don't like changes, I think, because they really hate changes. And they want they need to understand the process before if you're gonna, if you're gonna sort of reach and connect to a green person, you have to give them time and you have to give them room and space to think it over. To red person say, we're gonna move the office uh, tomorrow, pack your things. Oh, uh, Thought you never say anything about this. Okay, I'm, I'm done now. I'm, I'm going into the car. You know, if you say that to a green person, they will fall down dead. It's going to be a heart attack. What you do to the green person, you say six weeks ahead, I'm planning of, of, of uh, you know, what do you think about our office? It's a bit cramped in here. Don't you think the air is, you know, this, it's not enough oxygen. It's an old building, you know, maybe we should. And then the next week you say something like, I'm planning on going downtown and look for other options. Are you willing to come with me? Or would you like to follow? And the third week you say, well, I've found some options. We can discuss those in the next meeting. And then you discuss them and you compare and you can see, okay, this, this and that. And, sure. and the last week before then you, I know I'm answering your question. I see you're, I'm losing you, G. No, you're not at all. You're not at all. I'm completely, I'm completely with you. I'm, you know, as you're, stay as with you're me. talking and I'm listening, I'm looking at it, my notes. Um, because yeah, I don't want to okay. lose my train of thought. I want to make sure I'm, I'm, that I'm following up. I'm kidding with you a little bit because I know I know you take, that's the good part of the, the uh, of the red and, and the blue co yep. combination. You can't you can it's okay to joke with you. You don't take it personally. Yeah, no, no, that's no, no, a, that's no, the no. good side. Right. No. Now, but to, to be serious, and then you, you know, say, and then you say, well, I'm I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Because then you have sort of made them aware, and you have sort of walk them talk them really into now it's time to take a take a decision what right. do you think are, are right. you with me do you think it's possible and they say yeah no i'm kind of getting used to the idea well let's move and then of course the best thing would be that the move isn't tomorrow it would be good if it's sort of next christmas or something got it so so everything you have to take it step by step slowly but surely got it that's the way to do it if you do it they are really loyal to the new whatever Okay, that's important. Um, I am with you. I'm with you on that so far. So just to recap on that, obviously reds were cutting to the chase, right? Yellows yeah. Yeah. Um, were 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 happy and agreeing, but just nudging them in the right direction to make a decision yeah. or to move towards whatever direction that we want them to go. I guess um, greens because they're they're easier to hang out with and they're pleasant. Um, we have to have more of a methodical approach to them to, you know, to make them, you know, come to whatever, you know, answer that we want them to come to or 
head down that right direction. So that also helps. Um, let's let, let's talk about blues, the last color as well. You say they are calm, level-headed. They think before they speak, all things that I am not. Um, you say their ability to keep a cool head is undoubtedly an enviable quality for all who aren't capable of doing that. However, blues critical thinking can easily turn to suspicion and questioning those around them. Everyone can be suspect and sinister. So I'm assuming that if you're dealing with somebody that has a blue personality trait, a blue behavior pattern, you're, you're gonna wanna do everything you can to build trust with that person. Is that is that a fair statement? It is. Okay. What are your recommendations for doing that? Um, here you tread really, really lightly. You, you never say, oh, I feel this. And what do you feel about that? It's the same thing as with the Reds. They don't care about feelings. Emotions are not interesting. Here you only deal with facts and not just any facts, details. Right. The small, small detail. I mean, you, the devil is in the details, right? That's right. where he lives. So you need to pay close to that. Let's dig yourself down to the groundwork. Details, details, details. You know, we had, we had actually, we had a okay. Swedish astronaut. We had a Swede who went up in space and my father is an engineer, he's 88 years old, sharp as a knife, so he's so there, you know, and he's really, he's a blue engineer, worked until he was 78, he ran, ran a business of his own and so on, and he had to step down because, uh, well, they thought he was too old, and he, he said, it's, it, it's dumb, you know, I, why can't I continue, this is interesting, but anyway, so he's, you know, he's his discovery channel all night, you know, reading everything and nonfiction, he's, he's really in there. But the thing is, that, so I told him about the Swedish astronaut. Well, you know, our guy here who's called Christer Fugelsang of all kind of strange names. Well, he went up to space, I think, three times, I said. And then the engineer, my father, said, no, he went up to space two times. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and, then, and then, you know, the second time he was in space, he actually he made the, 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 the heaviest weightless weight less lift in the history of the world 800 kilograms right about that you know right so you get all the additional data and and the facts but if you were sort of saying the wrong things on detail level he will sort of ah, you know they have to adjust you and then they will judge you a little bit because you don't know what you're talking about that's really really bad and then i asked him of course how do you weigh anything in a weightless condition mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then he told me, because obviously he knew that too, because they kind of know everything. Never challenge a blue person on the facts and the details in their own field, mm. because they will take you down, because they know. Mm. They have prepared for this for, for ages. And if you sort of think you can sort of raise your voice and win them over, think again. So you That's never not really, going to work at all. You have you to never, prove. You, you never presume to be expert. And I'm, I'm you know what, uh, just so you know, Thomas, I'm interrupting you for two reasons. One is I'm, I'm getting your point. And number two is um, I have so many more questions to ask you and I only have a limited <laughs> amount of time. And that, that's really why I'm doing this. I mean, if we were out together for a long dinner, it'd be a different, it'd be, it'd be a little different. But just you know, when I look at the blues, then what you're telling me is that you never really presume to know what they know, because if they're an expert in their field or what they do, you're probably going to lose that argument and kill your credibility. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, if you know your shit about whatever you know, um, that's the way to build credibility with them and these are people that are untrusting as you say and that should be your first priority is to build your own credibility with them is that is that a fair statement well if you have proved yourself then you're sort of on the team 
You, yeah. You're with them if you approve yourself. Sure. And you know what you're talking about. They will, because whatever you say, as a new acquaintance, whatever you say, they will check it out. They will, right. they will control if you knew. They might not say anything. In meeting number two, if they have checked it up, they will be 1% more friendly. If you, you actually, you, it turns out that you were lying or making things up, but you just were fiddling around, you didn't know, they would be 1% more chill, chill, chillier, not chill, but chillier. And you, you have to pay attention because they, these are the stone faces. They won't, they, won't, they won't show you the truth about who they are. A lot of people come to me, well, a lot of people, but some people come to me and say, I have this new employee. There's nothing to analyze. You know, he just sits there. Yeah, what, what, what does he do? What well, he just sits there, you know. He took the 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 the, the, the corner desk, you know, facing the wall, you know. I said, sure. okay, so the, the, the doesn't talk, doesn't grab a cup of coffee with the rest of the team. He never says anything, never smiles. Anything. There's nothing to to analyze. When I say, ooh, there's a lot of things to analyze. This is a clear blue guy. Yeah, you have to pay attention to him, you know. Yeah, okay. I think he's working. <laughs> yeah, I know a bunch of people like that, actually. And you're right, they, you know, some of them are deep thinkers, or at least, you know, perceive themselves to be deep thinkers. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen that. Okay, let me, um, I asked you before about gender, and I don't want to get you into trouble. But I do want to, I, I do want to ask you about these four personality traits, <laughs> and how they, um, how they're impacted by somebody's nationality or culture. I mean, you've said numerous times, um, during this interview about certain things that, you know, are more predominant among Americans, for example, versus, you know, Sweden. So how influential is a person's nationality or culture on determining these personality traits? And to, to, to supplement that question, again, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to evaluate that, that person that I'm talking to, that prospective client, that prospective partner. And can I use their their culture or their nationality to help me in evaluating their behavioral pattern. Yes, well, you're not getting me into trouble. I'm perfectly capable of doing okay. that all by myself, actually. Yeah. So no, but, but and, and this is a less risky question than the gender question, I guess. But you know, I've never been into the states, but I love a lot of Americans, and they think in Sweden we are kind of funny because we never speak up, we never say what we think because we have this greenish politeness uh, about our, yeah. our, our, ourselves. That's the perception. And, and you, you, yeah, but you are much more trained, I think. I think kids in school in America, they, they, they train the kids to, to be more, more outgoing, let's True. say. True, I mean, but just, but just be, keep, be in more... the, keep into consideration, I mean, America's made up of 330 million people and, you know, like Sweden, I mean, there's a lot of nationalities and cultures here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. when you're dealing, you go down to Florida, the Miami area, it is heavily Hispanic and Latino, you know, and you mm -hmm. go up into yes. Midwest part of the country and it's a lot of people from Scandinavia, for example, which, you know, they're all Americans, exactly. Exactly. but, you know, yeah. they've got some history behind them, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why we have this culture filter in Sweden, I don't know, there's a lot of theories. I mean, Sweden hasn't been at war for 250 years. Maybe the only nation in the world who hasn't been at war for so long. That's interesting. Uh, for, for, that's interesting. That's interesting. And I have a theory about this, which is about diplomacy and, and politics. But 
that's another story with such a small player. So it doesn't matter. But the thing is this, we have this green blank. If you go to Finland, our closest neighbor, well, our next closest neighbor, yeah. they are more blue and red. And they have this introverted thing about themselves, which means the, the Finnish culture is really, really introvert. If mm. we ask a Finnish guy uh, what he's up to, he's going to say, mm, you know, mm. Who are you talking to me? Because uh, they sort of, you know, but when you get beneath the surface, it's going to be exactly like everybody else. Sure. If you go to Germany, everybody is an engineer. If you take the, the subway or, or uh, the subway underground, which is mm -hmm. English and which is American, I never remember that. Mm -hmm. way, you take the tri train down beneath the... <laughs> Yeah, and, my, and my, my, uh, my wife is from England, so I can use underground or subway. Okay. It's completely fine. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But the thing is, if, if the train is 47 seconds late, everybody on the station looks like this in, in, in Berlin. You know, like, <laughs> no. It's like this, you know, because everybody's precise and like this. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Denmark, which is another Scandinavian country, they, nobody gives a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, technical term, because this sort of red and yellow, you know. Uh, yes. If you go to if you go to Italy, you know the the the, the it's sort of a Mediterranean, which is sort of a Latino temperament. It's going to be like this all the time, you know, very dramatic and everything. But it is a cultural thing. It's the way they do it. But when mm. you look beneath the surface and on an individual level, you will find equal, an equal number of reds, yellows, greens, and blue. And that is what's fascinating. And we have the data. The statistics are crystal clear. A Japanese guy is equal likely to be any combination as an American or, or somebody from Australia or Canada or whatever, which is really, really interesting. People are definitely more alike uh, on an individual level than we are uh, not alike. <laughs> no, not alike. You get my point. Right. And, not, not alike. And, 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 and the, the, thing, the thing here is, is this is really, really good news. If you get to know a person, you can interpret him and, and you're going to perceive him the same way if you just get him, you know, between four eyes, let's say, sure, sure. face to face. And that is really, really good. Amongst their friends and their teams and so on, they will always play their own culture. Right. You would do it here in Sweden. I would be Swedish over there in New York. And that is just the way it is. That's probably a human thing, I guess. Uh, right. But people are, I mean, I get emails, literally emails from from the States, from New Zealand, from India, from China. I get emails from Norway, Canada, from Peru. Mm -hmm. I get emails from Azerbaijan two weeks ago. A lady wrote me from Azerbaijan of all places. I had to look it up on the map. I said, how did she get her hands on my book? This is quite impossible. I mean, the book has been translated into four languages, but still Azerbaijan. And she Impressive. said the same thing. Oh, you know, my husband is so blue and I'm so yellow. It's so fun to read, you know. It's the same feedback as everybody gives me. This was an eye-opener, really, really fresh thinking and everything. And people say the same thing all over the world, which is good news. And therefore, I get so frustrated when I see wars are starting, you know, and yeah. people are getting into conflicts because... Maybe I'm a bit of a romantic here, but we, sh we really don't need to. We don't need to get into conflict because, <sighs> you know, 
to coexist with somebody who is not like you, mm. it's not as hard as we might think. You have to be a bit open-minded. You have to be a bit, let's say, uh, I mean, you have to be a little bit generous. And most people are like that. Sure. Most people are kind of generous. And some people are just jerks. What sure. can I say? That, that is just the way it is. And it, it's sad. Sure. It's really sad. So I guess what you're maybe I sound maybe I sound naive here. I, I no, but no, I, no, can... I don't think you sound naive. It's at okay. All. No, I don't think you sound naive at all. You sound very Swedish. You know what I mean? Because that you know it is. You sound like you come. From <laughs> I guess I do. That hasn't been at war for 250 years. You know. So yes, true. Uh, but I, I can say Thomas that um, if you if you walk away, uh, even if you're meeting people from a different you know culture um, or for a different nation, um, is is what you're saying that really, if you're, if you're trying to determine their, their behavioral pattern, um, the, the, the cultural effects and the nature, their, their national effects is more on the surface and below that um, is really what you're getting at. And people are pretty much the same. In other words, you don't have to give that much weight to their culture or their nationality when it comes to evaluating somebody's personality behavior. Is, do you agree with yes, that? Yes, exactly, exactly. If you, let, let's say that you are invited for, for, for a dinner party yeah. at somebody's home in another part of the world. And you, know and you give a full example of this, by the way, in your book, but carry on. Yeah, okay, you, I guess I like a company party, <laughs> but, but, right? It, that's a good example. That's a good example. But but the, the thing is this, when you get beneath the surface, I mean, if you respect their let's say their their cultural and and what they regard as important when it comes to i mean how you how you behave yourself and everything but when you sit down you talk to a husband and a wife about you know normal things yeah you're going to realize oh he's sort of red and yellow and she's sort of green and yellow i can see why they get along but you will see the personal traits really really clearly if you just pay attention if you are there you have to be sort of in the presence then you will see the same thing as you will see in the family in the Middle East or in 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 Borneo or or, or, or I don't know in Paris or wherever. That is the thing. I've, I've been traveling. I've never been into the, been to the states. I, I I I've been in Canada and Mexico for some reason. I've never been to to the U.S. I don't know why that is. But I've been in all every country in Europe. And if if you if you ask people about the Hungarians, oh, they're like this, and the the the, the it, 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 Italians, oh, they're like that, but really they're not actually. I they're see. kind of like you and I, which okay. is I, I'm fascinated by this. Twenty years ago, I didn't know. I, I really didn't know this. The book so, is called "Surrounded yeah. by Idiots: The Four Types of Human Behavior and How to Effectively Communicate with Each in Business and in Life." I, I do want to say, if you're viewing this or listening to this. The title is hilarious, but the tone is not what the title is. Uh, we really do dig into these four types of human behavior and, and how to deal with them. And it's, it's an awesome book. Uh, I've been speaking to Thomas Erickson, the author. Uh, his website, surroundedbyidiots.com. Thomas, I'm assuming we can also get the book on Amazon and any other normal place that we buy books, correct? Great. That is great. Hey, um, thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. I, I, I got to like a third of my questions but I learned a lot, uh, not only from talking to you right now, but also, you know, from reading the book. So highly recommended. And I wish you continued success with it. So thank you very much. You've been listening and watching another episode of Biz Books. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks where we'll talk to another great author about another great business book that he or she has written. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We will see you again soon. My name is Gene Marks. Take care.